0: Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: It's Thursday, the 1st of February, 2024, aka Transfer Deadline Day. And Mansfield Town are still the only side in League Two as it stands at uh, at 20 minutes to five to not make a sign-in yet. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. We're not live this evening due to commitments later tonight. Namely, Mansfield 103.2's birthday party and us staying up and constantly refreshing things like Twitter, aka X, Facebook, the MansfieldTown.net website to see if we will sign a striker. Or, come the close of the transfer window, will we be counting our losses just like we were on Saturday when the Stags were beaten? As always, we want you to have your say on your team. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. And whilst we might not be live this evening, you as always can have your say on your team. Have a chat with each other. Talk amongst yourselves as we recap another busy week for the Stags and talk about a little bit of hope that the Stags may do some business before the window is out. to the mansfield matters podcast the show for the fans by the fans why because mansfield always matters the time is 4 43 p.m on thursday the 1st of february and the Stags still haven't made a signing in the january transfer window but mansfield matters podcast have made a signing it's exclusive it's breaking news we've made a signing we've brought him home let's say hello and good afternoon
3: to mr nathan edge Good afternoon, good evening. Yes, I'm back, but obviously our favourite medical, I'm only on the phone.
2: Yes, you are only on the phone, Uh, but it is good to see you all the same. Uh, We did briefly see you before we uh, pressed the record button on screen, but we had no audio whatsoever. So we decided to get you on the phone just so we could include you in the podcast, because it has been about 4,000 years. How does it feel to be back? How are you and how frustrated are you that Nigel Clough hasn't found his pen?
3: um well first of all i'm good i'm tired two kids so there, there's a reason why i haven't been here for for a long time that tied in with terrible internet service over here so um yeah that side uh i've still been following the stags obviously um i mean transfer windows doesn't doesn't surprise me to be fair i know was it a couple of years ago we made about five or six in one day so there's still time you know anything can happen but um I I just feel we we seem to be the club that gets pushed around a little bit in the sense that you know we goalposts keep getting moved you know we, we saw it with Tom Naylor um, twice uh, mainly down to his uh, his, his age and that that shall not be named but um, you know if we, we feel we don't know for sure but obviously it's likely that it's happened with Lee Gregory um, but I think it's a mixture of you know we're not going to be taken for mugs as well by end up going on a bidding war of paying more than what we need so we need to get somebody in of course but we also need to not be taken for mugs so it's a balancing act and i can see why it's going to the wire
2: you know they're the wisest words that i've heard on this podcast for a long time you know it's it's funny what happens when you get somebody that knows what they're talking about it on rather than Cam, <laughs> who incidentally isn't here but two people that are here and can say hello to you virtually let's first say hello and good afternoon or is it good evening who knows to Clive parking Good afternoon, slash, good evening, slash, good morning. Yeah, slash, slash, slash.
4: Well done. And nice to hear uh um Nathan, but I can't be doing with this common sense. <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely. Well, one man one man who will bring common sense to it, albeit positivity, 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 is Mr. Alan Wilson. Good afternoon good afternoon, Al.
1: Good evening, Craig, good evening, Clive, good evening, Nathan, good evening, everybody. Now, Al, Nathan,
2: no, no one will care about this whatsoever, but I've got to ask, have you moved house? Are you sat? No, <laughs>
1: I've just I've just moved place. Never did. Because so uh, we're trying to keep the dog quiet while Jeanette's doing the tea. So we've had to I've had to move place to try and keep the dog quiet. Well oh, we'll see how it goes.
2: I can't keep my dog quiet and Harry's not bad either. Um Nathan, pipe down. <laughs> uh, Alan, let's go straight to you. Obviously, you know you are Mr. Positivity, but even you must be frustrated by the lack of transfer activity coming out of one Course stadium over the last
1: thirty one days. Not particularly, no, because I just think you see all these rumours and, you know, we're going to have this chat, we're going to have that chat, we're going to have somebody else. George Lapsley's coming back on loan. We'll just see what happens before 11 o'clock. Something will happen, I'm sure. Whether it's Tom Nichols, whether it's George Lapsley, whether it's somebody else, something will happen before, you know, coming up to 11 o'clock and then we'll all be happy.
2: Alan Wilson-Clive is saying something will happen. Is it a case, though, of something has to happen?
4: Uh, I don't think it has to happen. but I think common sense, if I'm going to have to use common sense, says we need another player or two because we're in a position where we're a little bit short now because of circumstance. But, you know, we said earlier this season that we were very comfortable with the the quality and the depth of our squad and the fact that we had players to cover players in a way that in previous seasons we hadn't. And now all of a sudden that's under a real test because of, um injury to uh, to uh, flint and a couple of suspensions but ultimately i'm hoping they're fairly short-term phenomena and therefore we shouldn't necessarily panic but the the old of we haven't got a goal scorer it hasn't changed it's still the case um and if there's a really good goal scorer out there why would anybody let him go you know it, it, it january is an awful time to acquire players anyway and if we do panic we'll end up with four or five narties
2: <laughs> uh, Nathan, you were saying earlier about that Mansfield. Sometimes you feel get pushed about a little bit in the uh, January transfer window. We're on deadline day now. With Nigel Clough has used in press uh, the words "desperate" for a striker, or desperately trying to bring in a striker. Has he played into other clubs' hands a little with that?
3: Um, I mean, other clubs aren't daft. You know, they know that research is out for you know a long, long period of time. Uh, you know, they know that. You know, the other players we've got, you know, Aitkins, is not an out-and-out goal scorer. Um, you know, our race all the other work does, but he's not, he's not one of those players I'm going to put the ball in the back of the net. Obviously, we've got Davis Keeler-Dawn, who, who is doing that side of the business, being our top goal scorer, but it's uh, quite obvious, with Swan also, hopefully going to get back into form, but we've been saying that a few times, so I think it's obvious that we do need somebody in that department. So, you know, I, and, <laughs> I think if as as fans we're we're aware of the, the likelihood of the you know the Lee Gregory rumour, you know other clubs are in more in the know than what we are. So, you know, they're 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 aware of our situation. So in some ways just leaving it for the last minute doesn't help us, but sometimes you can't avoid it. So it's um it's it's up to us now to to maybe roll the dice a little bit and if we have to spend a bit more I think we have to do it at least for one player, one one forward attacking player.
2: I think, if anything, Alan, it's all about... Um, I know we, we've sort of said a little bit on this podcast throughout this month that we don't want to be that side that is just keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak, and signing players for the sake of signing players. But at this stage, I do sort of feel like I've gone the other way a little bit. We know the prognosis now on, on resotes. Um We've lost three players in, in one game, uh, due to various things, we are a little bit thin on the ground when it comes to uh, forward players. And I just think that one player, regardless of position, because we can move around so freely as Nigel Clough does, I just feel that it will just lift a little bit of pressure. There'll be a little bit more calmness from the fans, especially going into the, the back end of the season, um, where the only other transfer targets that are available are going to be free agents, who have now, will have now been without a club for the best part of six, seven months.
1: Yeah, I would agree to a certain extent. But I just think, you know, to Nigel and his interview, and he said straight away, well, virtually straight away, that the chairman has okayed everything, you know, to go out and do your dealings, you know, whatever they may be. I just think he'll have Irons in the fire. If he didn't get his number one target, he'll go down to his number two and so on. And I think there'll be, I wouldn't be surprised if a cup come in.
2: It does feel, though, Clive, that we are down that list now. I feel like we're probably on target number five.
4: Yeah, I think that probably was always going to be the case. <laughs> you know, anybody who puts all, all their irons in one fire is asking for trouble. And I think uh, Nathan's picked up on something as well. I yeah. do think there is an antipathy towards our club from certain other clubs in the league. Whether it's because we are seen as having more money than we should have, or whether it's because we've got a prominent manager by reputation I don't know it um, doesn't seem to stop Wrexham um, but the, there again I think there's a completely different scale at, uh, in use here but I am slightly frustrated because every other club in the in League two is doing business at the moment and we're conspicuously the one that it hasn't so far but I think is right there was something will fall in before we all go
3: to bed
2: well as we say it is as I we think, rec- go on Nath go on
3: I was gonna say well I think one thing to probably bear in mind is I think what happened at, at Wimbledon has changed things a lot and actually that wasn't that long ago and i think you've you've got to consider you're opening up maybe fresh talks with people then you've got to actually get them across from medical so they, these things do actually do take time so although it's frustrating from our point of view we we hope like uh, obviously you hope you've got one early early in the window anyway but regardless of whether we did i think with what happened on on saturday we needed another one. We need, we need somebody else in anyway. So that was always going to take time from that point to, to now, really.
2: I think you're have you've, you've you, you, you right in what you say, mate, to be fair, because we did need somebody anyway. We would have been targeting anyway. We were targeting anyway. Saturday, all that's done, Clive, is just sort of made, made people panic a little bit because all of a sudden, you without Jordan Bowery, who's an option up there. You're without Stephen Quinn, who's creative on the left-hand side. You're potentially without your captain, Aidan Flint, who's been an absolute rock at the back. Losing those three players also means that you take potentially taking other players away from that forward area, such as Lucas Aikens, who's the natural choice with uh, Callum Johnson injured to slot in at right back for three games whilst Barry sits on the bench and uh, does his, his fines and what have you. I think there's probably a panic because of Saturday and the other thing of seeing other people do business. It's like always oh, the bridesmaid, never the bride. I think it's only the fans that
4: are are panicking, I I think the management at the club, and let's remember, we have a dedicated recruitment specialist on our, on our management team, I'm pretty sure they have done what they feel is necessary to to satisfy the need. Um, It's going to if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen. But we, uh, everybody's in agreement, we could do with a couple of extra pairs of legs. But, you know, in, in a month's time, it may all look a lot different again. But it is a very critical time in the season, I think. And I think emotionally, we don't really want to be losing to Notts County on Saturday. But I suspect it might be one of the biggest challenges we've had so far.
2: Well, as we say, we aren't live this evening. This was recorded. Current time is at five uh, 4.54. Um, we have been linked, Nathan, with uh, a number of players. The two main ones that are the the main sort of targets at the moment are those of george lapsley of course a former stags player who we sold to gillingham uh, this time last year return potential return on loan until the end of the season and another reliable source uh, is also saying that it's a done deal uh for tom nichols of course of uh, formerly of crawley town 23 goals and 101 games for them uh, signed for gillingham in 2023 seven goals in 40 pitches uh, for them as well. Also, Exeter City at the start of his career, 30-year-old uh, front man. That would be a, a good acquisition if we could get Nichols across the line. Of course, we have been rumoured with him before too.
3: Yeah, I'd be if if that you know does uh, does does happen. Uh, I mean, who knows? As we're saying it now, it probably has. happened. Who knows? <laughs> with the time difference of recording, but if that is the case, then um, I'd be pretty happy with that because let's, especially with George Lapsey as well. I know. People, a lot of people out there were saying we don't need another midfielder. Well, I'm suspi- i am suspi—I've got suspicions that Boateng is on his way to Swindon. Obviously, that's another rumor. Um, but I think even if Boateng isn't going, he's not pulling up any trees. So um, I think Lapsu would be a a great place. So he can—we know he can score, and it also opens up the uh, David Keeler Dunn to go up top as well. So he could have. A potential of uh, you know attacking options of Lapsley, Keledon, you know well, Swan.
2: I need to um, cut you off for you a se- I need to cut you off for a second. In oh. Four minutes time. Mansfield Town will be unveiling a new signing. They tweeted 33 seconds ago. Uh, someone asked, "Please say there's a 5 p.m. announcement." They responded with a GIF which says,
1: "It's true. Positive news, Alan Wilson." <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> It'd be interesting who it is But you know just to hark back on the The fans getting frustrated Do you think also Nigel's got uh, How shall I put it He's got to be careful because look Like uh, Nathan said earlier on With the Tom Naylor business You know it was virtually done and dusted He was coming to Mansell, and then all of a sudden It's off So he probably doesn't want to go down that route again You know either you know to say Oh we've got Tom Nich- Nichols or X, Y and Z And then they don't come or it doesn't have- happen, and it makes the fans even more frustrated. Probably a bit of 50-50 on that side, but let's see who it is, and let's uh, hope it's a good one. It's going to be the one we all know, isn't
3: it? Nickels, Tom Nichols.
2: I mean, imagine now if uh, it says it in, uh, three minutes' time, Stags re-sign Amari Sterling James.
3: Oh, come on. <laughs> Six minutes, Amari.
2: <laughs> oh, it would be absolutely uh, classic. Well, <laughs> One the, the only
3: guy I actually
2: like. No, I think you were right. He was very, very underused, which just shows the last time you were on the podcast because we're talking about a player <laughs> who was playing for us the last time you were on the podcast. Uh, we'll stay on the subject of transfers. We will keep refreshing Twitter. Knowing our luck, it will be they will drag it out and drag it out and drag it out. And uh, I will have to go because I need to take Kiran Botang to uh, to Swindon. Uh, I'm his taxi. Um, <laughs> I'll have to go, and as soon as I end recording, no and we'll uh, know, and we will uh, then get the uh, signing announcement. But I, I think that's. I think we can probably safely presume, with three minutes to go before five o'clock, um, that it will possibly be Tom Nichols, and he is exactly the type of player which Mansfield want. He, he he's got goals in him. He always seems to play quite regularly when he when he does i'm just looking through his stats now um he he plays quite regularly he's had a couple of loan spells wherever he's been he's played he's scored goals and i think he'll complement our front line well presumably presuming it is him two minutes to go
4: somebody's just posted on facebook that we've agreed a deal with tom with gillingham for tom nichols but i'm I'm guessing the person that's posted that is no wiser than we are Um, (laughs) and we're all guessing Um, tom nichols is a workaday striker and I, 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 and we haven't got a striker per se other than swan who hasn't yet found in the form that we made that encourages to sign him on a permanent contract so we are if he if it was successful and we did get him i'd have a, no problem with that at all i think uh, um he would be expected to make a very quick contribution as well um whether he played on Saturday if he, if he signed it out I doubt very much but we shall see in a couple of minutes can I just change the subject very quickly very slightly I said to one of my colleagues friends fellow supporters in the Ian Greaves lower a few weeks ago when we we're talking about the quality of referees and I said and these are the words I'm being hung by now I said I cannot believe there's another referee anywhere out there that is worse than Darren Drysdale or Trevor Kettle <laughs> And those words have come back to haunt me, have they? I, I was. I have some friends who are Wimbledon supporters, funnily enough, and uh, uh, we we exchanged opinions about because uh, I didn't go to the game. We exchanged opinions after the game, and they were quick to say the referee was a complete prat and he was biased. Yeah, yeah. you know, and then and of course, Clough picked up on that. Garner picked up on that. Our mad Irishman picked up on that mr brown the director's picked up on that <laughs> yeah we're gonna like be
3: that.
4: we're gonna be taken to the cleaners by the uh, by fa and the efl and i foresee a situation where gary crosby has to be in the technical area
1: <laughs> Breaking oh, there we go
2: Mansfield town are delighted to announce the signing of former of forward tom nichols on a permanent transfer from gillingham Welcome to the Stags, Tom. So there we go. It is true, Nathan Edge. Breaking news on a recorded podcast. Get in.
3: I've made a signing. Give the fingers. This is now old news.
4: <laughs> People will not believe this They'll say, ah, oh, you didn't do it before. You, no.
3: you, you, you came on afterwards. <laughs> the one time we, we're not actually live and that could have happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, that, that was the expected news, wasn't it? I mean, you teased us a little bit there by saying former. Uh, I know, yeah, I, it got, excited time, that, wasn't it, I got excited. I got excited. I forgot how to read. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, just reiterating a little bit of what Clive said. I mean, you're gonna get. I've already, I've already seen him before. he even signed for us. Some, some fans already find um, reasons to to doubt him and et cetera. So he hasn't maybe scored twenty goals already this season and so on. But you've got to think. Is it? Is Seems to me, from what I know of him so far, he's one of those players that. Um, you know, he's going to get in the right positions in the box. And one thing that we have done very well this season is is create chances. So as long as we continue to do that, and um, we've, we've hopefully now got a player who's going to get himself in the right area in the box and, and put him back the net. And hopefully, as you were saying earlier, you know, it, it looks like he has played a lot of football. So hopefully that means he's not one of one of the players that's going to pick up injuries and I'm going to touch wood because we know what Mansfield Town's record's like. But I'm touching it. I'm not letting go. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll be the, the little bit of boost we need, especially for the next few months.
2: And this is the first time I've uh, been delighted that Nathan's actually not on camera when he said he was touching wood. Moving swiftly. Yeah. Oh, no, oh. Can I can I
4: just throw in here that our missing uh, uh, podcaster, uh, the erstwhile, Cam.
2: Which one? Uh, We've got three missing tonight. We're Cam. All? You Cam, as,
4: as quick as he is normally, has just um, messaged me to say we're
2: signing Nichols apparently. <laughs> yeah, we're <well, he> signing <laughs> uh, no, got
1: the.
0: <laughs> uh, one
2: thing on. about, Alan, is the fact that, you know, this signing will have been thought out um, and planned. It's not a loan deal. It is a permanent transfer. We're still waiting for further news uh, on it. All we can tell you at the minute, as we speak at two minutes past five, is that we've signed him on a permanent transfer from Gilling. We don't know how long for. We don't know the details of that contract, etc. But presumably, it will be a, a longer-term deal, which is one thing which Nigel Clough has implemented very, very strongly on every transfer deal that is concluded within the last three transfer windows.
4: It's definitely not going to be a lesson yeah, to hope
1: so if, if, uh, if he is, if he is to start Saturday, put him up front with Swanee. Get him firing because i mean it was finished by swanny on saturday although you know people say that oh, oh, Swan, needs a, chance, blah, blah. To, swan he, needs a I chance Swan needs a chance i thought he took the goal very well i did for somebody yeah, who's probably it. laughing you know it was a good finish and a good game
2: and I think so let's that, get him uh, and
1: swan firing and yeah,
2: I agree. I think going back to that, Nathan, briefly uh, as well, you know, what Alan was saying there about Will Swan, he finally got his goal on, uh, on Saturday at FC Wimbledon. He got his start as well. And now that, he's, that we've brought in Tom Nichols uh, from Gillingham, it gives him a little bit of a psych- psychological um, push as well, doesn't it? He knows he's got to keep hold of his shirt now, and hopefully he could it might be the right strike that he needs, which is, you know, arguably not, he's probably not had that so far this season
3: um i mean i don't think he necessarily needs a player to to compete with in a sense for a place but i think he if anything uh, because he's still a young lad and obviously he's, i think a lot of it this season has been the probably dealing with the fact that he's you know left forest you know Championship, well slash now premier league club and he's dropped down to the league two i think for him as a youngster that's quite a big thing to sort of have to deal with so I think he's, he's probably settling down a little bit more now on, on that front. And I think hopefully having Nichols there, who hopefully he can work alongside with, not necessarily compete, uh, but it takes a bit of pressure off him, but just gives him enough sort of, uh, with, with his most recent performance, enough confidence to, to push on from here. I think hopefully they can you know create some sort of uh, partnership together up there because there are... Yeah, them and obviously you know Aitkins—they're our, our main main strike force. So uh, it's it's over to them in that front. Uh,
2: and on that as well, Clive. You know, we the source which sort of suggested that Tom Nichols was coming in has also suggested that uh, George—a loan deal for George Lapsley—is very likely uh, as well. Uh, not a done deal, but very very likely as well. Um, There's a but- lot, lot of logic
4: in that, Craig, isn't there? If you think about it, because. Gillingham have acquired quite a lot of players since the new owners arrived and they bought quickly and, and, and to a certain extent um, in a haphazard way. And I think what they've done in recent times is just to try and straighten their squad up a little bit. And uh, a couple of their acquisitions are probably not getting the game time they would have expected to get and I put uh, Lapsley in that bracket. And he's a player we know, he's a player we like, Clough likes him. He didn't want him to go, um, he knows most of the squad. And I think if he was available, he'd jump at the chance to come.
2: I think it would make Alan perfect sense uh, as well. Like like, uh, Clive has just said there, he knows the club, he knows the majority of the players, he knows how the manager works. And the deal for him going um, sort of the other way at the time a year ago made absolutely perfect sense. He wasn't getting the game time here. Um, He wanted to move closer to his family. He's got young children um, and things like that. And the opportunity was there for us to, to recoup a little bit of money uh for him so if we can help him out by getting a little bit of game time and uh, and things like that and putting his career back on track it will be a win-win from everybody and and also on, on the back of that alan is the fact that if we were to bring in george lapsley we haven't yet as we speak at six minutes past five if we were to bring him back on a on a loan deal it would also give us a little bit of wriggle room in terms of our attacking movement because he'll sit in that 10 roll I know we like, we both are more of a fan of DKD in there than in forward, but it will release DKD to go a little bit forward. Lapsley can also play in that winger role and play a little bit wider. And it will just give us those fluid options, which Nigel Clough probably wanted this time last year, but he had to speculate to accumulate. So it's almost full circle.
1: Yeah, two things. I think. Uh for one it would be nice to see him back because uh, i think most well 99 percent of Stag's fans like lapsley and like what he did and he also knows where the goal is he's got so some cracking goals
4: for, for mansfield he has
1: yeah and it is you know he's it, got a good engine on him as well you know he'll go for 90 minutes or he has done in the past
4: i, I think there's another thing All isn't
1: it? if you had to choose between boateng and lapsley in your midfield now which one would you choose lapsley good oh. oh. I would, I would choose lastly, yeah. yeah, but it all depends on what you know where he's going to play him in the in the team. Because I mean, if you need a left-sided player, you'd put Boateng in. Yeah. on form, on form. No, you wouldn't. But, yeah. on, oh, no, yeah, I like, I like the...
4: Boateng, and he's he's he's, he's got a talent that we've seen far too little of, and that's the problem.
1: There's nobody championed Boateng more than me when he came because him and Christy Pym, If you look back on, you know for the podcast back as we've done, I was very pleased, you know, saying it was quality and whenever you've seen him play for Exeter, it was quality, but it just, for whatever reason, it hasn't happened here. Like Craig said in a lot earlier podcast, you know, about having a youngster, you know, settling down in the area. It can do that to loads of people, you know, but it's just one of those things. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, but you know, Tom Nichols, am I thinking for the right champ that does he take the free kicks? as well.
2: I'm not sure whether he does or not. I can't remember which one.
1: Um, I'm not sure whether he's always involved in the free kicks as well. I, I might have the wrong bloke.
2: But I can tell you that he has signed an, uh, an 18-month contract with the club, so it'll take him up to the end of uh, next season. Oh. Uh, and... Um, on his, on his signing, manager Nigel Clough has told Mansfield Town.net that Tom is a proven goal scorer and goal maker at this level. And I'm sure our supporters will know him from doing well against us in the last few seasons. He's someone who we've been interested in for quite a while, but never quite managed to secure it until now. We think he'll fit in well with our style of play. He's an intelligent player and can come off the strikers or play right uh, up there. The most important part is he wanted to come here and we're delighted to have him on board. Uh, right, Nathan, we're going to move away from transfer chat now. Uh, we'll keep our eye on Twitter and everything for the ne- in the next half an hour, just in case anything else does break. But a reminder to those at home, we are not live uh, this evening. So lots of things uh, between now and the time that you're uh, viewing this, which I imagine will be about half past seven. Right now. Anyway, uh, Nathan, let's talk things on the pitch and AFC Wimbledon on Saturday, third defeat of the campaign, which is remarkable considering we're now in uh, February. But it was one of those yeah. things, wasn't it, on Saturday, where anything that could have gone wrong
3: went wrong? It was, um, it was, it, it sort of flashes back to sort of, um, I'm trying to figure the game now. Was it Doncaster away, um, where we, it, well, that was more on the injury side, but then you throw in. There are the officials and the decisions we got and then how the game actually panned out from there. You know, you look at how well we actually played with 10 men, which I think we, we need to focus, really, really put a lot of focus on, um, you know, despite the disappointment. To then having that sucker punch right at the end, was it's hard to take, but um, we, we're going to move on. And I, I, either way, regardless of how difficult that game was and how our form maybe has, has dipped over the last um you know last few games we're still sat in third <laughs> you know, in february <clears throat> still with one of the best defensive records in the league um and and we're still in a good position so you know we, we can't we we can't as a fan base go and expect to win every single match you know uh we're gonna have a blip hopefully this is it and hopefully Oh, God, we hope we turn it around for Saturday. But even if we don't, we've got a little bit of time. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, we'll see the likes of Alex Hewitt coming back and be like a new signing. Mm. It's going to take a bit of time to bed, bed back in. But, you know, it, 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 there's, there's still a lot to play for. So um, I'm happy with where we are. It's just a shame that Saturday, despite all our efforts and everything we did right, it was, uh, for me, I think the worst refereeing performance I've um, known since, you know, my. Twenty odd years of uh, following the Stags, and that's and that's saying something because there's been some absolutely diabolical ones over the years. But it would just a lot of it's beyond words, and even Wimbledon fans are, are backing that up. So I think that says it all.
2: More on that in just a minute. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, Nathan. Have we still got you, or have you got to go back? Have you got to go and uh, deal with the kids? Um, Emma, is Harry
3: asleep? No, I'm good. I'm
2: good uh, for now. So good. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to you in just a second uh, as we take a very quick break here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. It's the show for the fans, by the fans, and we're right back after this.
0: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing
4: health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: You're back with the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Still with us, Alan Wilson, Clive parking and on the phone. He's back. I don't know why he's back, but he's back. It's Mr. Nathan Edge. Good to have you with us, as always. Nathan, you were saying just before that about the standard of refereeing and things like that and uh, on uh, Saturday to lose everything we did in, in those circumstances. But I want to put this question to you. I'm going to put it to Clive and Alan after as well. And it is, what was the biggest blow on Saturday? I'm going to park the defeat because it was only the third defeat of of, of the campaign. Was the biggest blow losing Stephen Quinn through referee ineptitude? Was it losing Jordan Bowery for three games, not having a a solid right back with Callum Johnson injured um, and having no real other option there? Or was it losing the captain, Aidan Flint, for an amount of time Unknown to everybody, including Nigel Clough, until scan results to come back. So he could play Saturday afternoon, and we could be talking absolute, uh, absolute nonsense now, or he could be out for the remainder of the season, never to be seen in the stag shirt again. Which was the the, the toughest blow to take for you on Saturday afternoon?
3: Um, I mean, <clears throat> this is it's so hard to unpack because there's, there's so many different uh, ways you can look at it. Um, in in a sense, I'm going to say and it's one you haven't mentioned, and it's, it's not getting that penalty decision because that could have been a massive difference between you know, the zero points we've got and, and three. I know so that's put it in the net and so on. But the reason I'm saying that is, yes, it's a blow, I would not having Jordan Bowery, but I've got fingers crossed that George Williams will be available. If not, we know Lucas Aikens can do a job there. So we're not totally out of it in that sense. I would say Aiden Flint. Yeah, that's that was my main concern out Saturday. That's the one thing I was gutted about. But I've just got this feeling that he's going to be playing Saturday, and I I don't know why. And I hope it's not uh, mistaken hopefulness. But the way both is talking about it, I just got this feeling that it's it may not be as bad as first thought. So if that's the case, then I'm going to say the penalty. But if he is out, for the season, then, or even for an extended amount of time, then by far that is the worst worst thing since Alpha Kilgore this season. I, I would say
2: it has to be said if Fade Flint leaves the Stags out on Saturday against Knox County, it's one hell of a <laughs> mile from Nigel Clough, isn't it? Uh, Alan, what about <laughs> yourself? Uh, what was the, uh, the 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 thing for you on uh, Saturday afternoon? Was it any that I mentioned? Was it the penalty decision? What was the, what was the biggest blow where it made you sit back and go, <laughs> say?
1: I would, I would say Barry, personally, because he's been a talisman this season. He's, he's been the player of the season, in my opinion, you know, all season. He can play anywhere virtually. And I think, you know, with him cementing, with Callum not playing, with cementing that position at right back when he's put there, you know, not left back if Macca's not playing... If he sits there, he can do a job. And I think they'll miss him for that. But we've got other players who can go there. We've got Williams, we've got Lewis, JJ. You know, we've got Aikins, we've got quite a few, uh, you know, people who can actually fill that role. So I don't that's the, the most big thing for me because Flint, we've got Cargill and Brunt, and they've been playing very, very well this year. So we can afford to miss Flint for maybe a couple of games, I think. But Barry's the one for me.
2: Yeah, I have to. I'd be inclined to agree with Alan there, Clive. I think uh, one thing with the Flint situation is we are blessed with so many uh, different centre backs as well. And again, going back to the the rumoured Lapsley situation at 16 minutes past five, if he come in, that frees up Ollie Clark to go and play at centre back where we know he can. But we've also got Moutoul, George Williams, George Cooper. Yeah, we've got so many options in there, Clive. It's, as much as it is a blow to lose a player of Aidan Flint's stature and leadership and quality, it's not the end of the world. Whereas losing a Stephen Quinn for a derby game, it's a little bit more tenuous. We've got players to cover, but losing Jordan Bowery for three games at right back when we've got a bit of a right back crisis at the minute, that probably is. But even saying that, again, George Williams is fit. He plays right back. Lewis Brunt can play there, although I don't really want him to. Lucas Aikens can no. play there. We can change shape. We've got so many... Am I right in thinking it's only
3: a one-match fan? Was it a straight red, wasn't it? It was a straight red, but it's ch- the rules changed, don't they? Because I think it depends on the, the type of foul now. So I'd check it. Check, try and check it before the end of the podcast if with you want, if you can. But I've just got this funny feeling it's a one and not a three.
2: Well, let's, let's hope it is a one and not a three. I'm not going to check it because I can't be but there you go uh, i also haven't got i also haven't got the time uh clive all that said as many it felt like blow after blow after blow on saturday and then losing it late as we uh we did but in hindsight actually it's something which we just swallow down dust ourselves off and go meh move on you can eat
4: all the best food in the world all season long but sooner or later you're gonna have a diet of shit and it was it was on uh, wimbledon on saturday and i think uh I pick up on Alan's <laughs> point. I think Bowery was a big one for me, provided in the same sentence, we haven't lost Flint for a long period of time because that would then mm. supersede that logic. But Bowery, because he's, I agree with Alan, he's my player of the season, Mr. Versatility, attitude spot on, and he plays nine times out of 10 as well as you could be expecting him to play wherever he put him. Um, but, you know, in the context of the game, it meant we were playing, we had 10 and they had 12. Uh, and it just made it hard and as for uh, quinn um, uh, um Clough's already taken responsibility for that he said he shouldn't have even been on the bench he should have been in the shower it's my fault because we all know what he's like and at that point everybody in the stags camp were furious must have been absolutely f- livid with the with what was going on the pitch and the winky wanky bloody fourth official as well so, so I think, uh, you know, Quinn was going to explode. In fact, we know he's going to explode certain times during the season. We have to budget for that. But we've only lost him for one, effectively, half game anyway, because it's two, it's two yellows. Um, so, that could have been worse. Um, so, that's my view on the thing. I think it was one of those games where we had some corrupt referee that's taken the game away from us and we move on.
2: There we go. Uh, somebody did say have a rant about the referees and things like that. I think Clive's just done it superbly for us, Nathan. To be,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in terms of referees, I mean, I normally would sit here and try and defend them a little bit and say, I mean, yes, we know they make some are really poor at making decisions, but I'd never really say any of them are biased. But I can't defend the one on Saturday, and I, I don't know why. It's just there's, there's something. I don't know what went on on, on that Saturday, but it seems very it seemed intentional. I think that was what angered most people. At. it may not have been, but the way it came across, it it just it certainly came across that way.
4: We do. Well, have if it if wasn't biased, he was so inept. It, it, I don't know how on earth he's got his whistle. The least.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we do have to move on because we have got a Nottinghamshire derby to contend with, uh, Alan. Uh, obviously, a yeah. victory at Meadow Lane earlier in the campaign. They're now under a new manager. They're still up there in the league table. There are. Uh, They're hotly contesting it. They'll be wanting to continue a a good start with their new manager. We've got two players suspended, potentially our captain missing. But we have, on the other hand, at this point at 20 past five, got at least one new signing to throw into the mix. It's still bubbling up nicely, isn't it?
1: It is. And uh, going back to, you know, with these signings and, you know, being late signings, I know it's hopping back on it, but slightly it just does make a point that uh, perhaps Nigel, was keeping uh, his stuff close to his chest, you know, with the Nottinghamshire derby, you know, strategies, etc., etc. That could have been a, you know, a bit of a thought in it at the back of his mind. I think you're right, uh, Alan,
4: because normally when someone asks about somebody's injury, the first thing you hear is six to eight weeks, and he didn't yeah. he didn't utter that at all when we, when asked about uh, our captain. So maybe he's just uh, he is playing a bit of a game. I don't know. We'll see. I
2: don't know, but. You know, talking about potential players who can come in. Um, one player who did actually come on, he finally got more than one minute this season, is the ever increasingly
1: hair growing John Joe hey, O'Toole. <laughs> it was nice to see him back to be fair he had a didn't do anything wrong for the time that they had on and you know what, I was, he nearly scored a goal I, know,
2: I was watching the game with uh with our podcast friend jim evans on uh, on saturday helped me move house god bless him um and we were sat watching the game and we both said to each other that even if it is worst case scenario with flint and we are missing him for a month two months or whatever we've got a tailor-made replacement there Mm. John Joe O'Toole He came on, he slotted into centre back really, really well. He nearly scored, and it, it was like having Flint there anyway.
1: I'm gonna say it is we we know what quality he's got. Okay, he's yeah, been yeah. out for a while, but you put him in there and I'm sure he'll relish the fact, especially with it being a, a local derby.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I wouldn't be I wouldn't be afraid to use him. Yeah, even if you know if it's coming off the bench or starting now uh sadly though he doesn't get into
2: uh to my 11 although i wrote this 11 clive before we signed tom nichols so and i'll vouch for that uh, now then because yeah, we <laughs> we were writing this earlier uh my 11 Pim yeah. in goal uh, uh back four of akins williams cargill and uh, mclaughlin i think i'm now going to change that and i think i am going to move williams to right back i'm going to i'm going to Start with uh, O'Toole and Cargill and McLaughlin at the back because I think we need that physical presence against the <laughs> forward line. My midfield then uh, becomes uh, Aaron Lewis, uh, Lewis Reed, and uh, Ollie Clark, who will take the captain's armband, long overdue. Sorry, Nathan. Uh, with with I'm going to go with DKD in behind Aikins, and I'm sorry, Alan, but I am going to drop uh, Swan in favour of uh, Tom Nichols. Now it's funny yeah. how. One signing
1: changes your entire complexity, isn't it, Clive? I'm devastated it's... that you've dropped Maris. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly <laughs> the same thing. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> and what, what are you doing with Brunt?
1: Yeah, I can't you... believe you've dropped Maris.
3: Yeah, I've... Brunt's been costing too many goals. Well, he, like. has,
4: he has. <laughs> he has. made four significant errors leading to four avoidable <laughs> goals. There's no question about that. But uh, overall, once once he's playing in front of the back four, I think he's a very, very good player. But maybe this is not the game for him. I don't know. But uh, it's interesting, isn't it because uh, you know they they are full of goals not counted. They ship a few, but they're full of scoring potential. And we've just taken a new striker on, so it's going to be a nil nil, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. Come back. <laughs> second, uh, Nathan, what would your uh, lineup be given all of those considerations and things like that? Would O'Toole be the perfect replacement for? uh for our for our friend mr flint would you uh throw ollie clark off a cliff again would you put Nichols straight back in here and boat and get a game well, would you be starting with amari sterling james oh no sorry he's gone it's, isn't
3: he? it's been a while since i've been on so I would have Amari on the left CJ on the right um, <laughs> <laughs> the <left> back. um <laughs> no i mean i, I wouldn't be starting john joe um not a chance not at not at this stage uh he's, he's, He's been out for so long, and and before he went out, he he seemed to be struggling a little bit um, with the pace of the game a little bit. He's getting on, so I wouldn't be throwing him in to start against the likes of North County. Not when they've got uh, Crowley, who's got pace in abundance, and they've got some pace up there, to be fair. So he wouldn't be the, the play for me. I know, I understand what you mean and you know having a bit of aggression back there, but I think we've got to make sure we don't get uh, outpaced as well, especially being the home side, because it's going to be a different game to what it was at Meadow Lane. Um, you know, I, I think they will probably look at hitting us a bit more on the break. So if we play into their hands and having slow, slow defenders back there, we're probably asking for trouble. So he wouldn't be starting for me. Um... Yeah, and it'd probably be George, George Williams, if he's well enough, obviously, being down with a flu. Um, so, whether he's well enough, he, he would be in there for me. And I think the rest of the sort of team picks itself, in a sense, for uh, just the regulars I've been playing. I, I'd keep Mariton there. I'd keep D, DKD, obviously. But I'd probably be starting Nichols as well. Lapley, if he comes, now that, that does change things a little bit more. If he's had game time this year, which I, I don't know, if he has then um, I'd even be tempted to start him because he, he knows the club way. So it's not like he needs to be embedded in that much.
2: Yeah, that's very, very true. Lots of possibilities. Uh, 26 minutes past five as we record uh, this. Only the one signing so far in Tom Nichols, But by the time you're watching slash listening, we could have made three, four, five. Maybe we've even got a brand new uh, 11. We will react to uh, anything that does happen in our next uh, podcast. Clive, you were poised if you wanted to say something then. Yeah, I think
4: between now and the uh, end of the day, we uh, we can write off a new Bishop Street stand, and I think we we can uh, probably uh, accept that where we are is where we are now. I think we uh, we've we've made an important acquisition. If we get another loan player, and whether that be Lapsley or anybody else, that's an added bonus as far as I'm concerned. And I well, just think that it's only needed a little bit of a tweak to bring back a, a degree of optimism, which quite frankly I hadn't had at the beginning of the day.
2: Yes. Well, mentioned the word closed there and the gate will probably will as probably already is closed whatever Uh, but there is a little bit of other news Nathan that we uh, should uh, look at this week as well and that is over the last few weeks we have trialed some new things we had the North stand back for the game uh, against was it Sutton it was wasn't it Uh, yeah but also lots of people have been moaning about Quarry Lane being busy with cars and things and heavier footfall on match day Uh, and the club have posted this they posted this on the 30th of January Uh, Supporters should be aware that there will be a temporary traffic restriction order, that's a TTRO, applied to Quarry Lane this Saturday. This means that Quarry Lane will be closed from Portland Street to Highfield Way, which is the entrance to the industrial estate, from 4.15pm until approximately 5.15pm. At a recent safety advisory group, that's SAG meeting, uh, the club requested that the TTRO, so many acronyms, uh, be granted because of the recent increase in illegal parking, naughty people, on Quarry Lane around the entrance slash exit to One Course Stadium, making the road dangerous for supporters exiting the ground on foot. Once the TTRO is applied, Quarry Lane will be closed to all traffic. At full time supporters on foot will exit the ground. At this stage, the One Course Stadium car park will also be closed. Once the footfall is at an acceptable level, the cars in One Course Stadium car park will be released. One gate for left turn exit and one gate. One for right, turn, exit onto Cory Lane. More acronyms to come. When all cars that are leaving the car park have departed, the TTRO will be lifted and normal traffic will resume on Cory Lane. Supporters who are usually picked up on Cory Lane are advised to make alternative arrangements for collection. This TTRL is being tried on Saturday, but if it's successful, will be used at subsequent or all subsequent home games. Supporters should also note that the pedestrian gate between the North Stand and the Ian Greaves Stand will be closed from Saturday. Closed. <laughs> Where's the bell? Oh, oh, I've
4: got I've got Did you, have you all realised how famous that gate has become? Because of social yeah. media. Right. He's, he's now got his own website. I know. And he's got his own uh, agent. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, what, his agent no, he's, yeah, his, his agent got to uh, the short tongue from one of the ground stuff there, and apparently is, is in fear of his life. In fact, is the, the Gates agents made a bolt for it?
2: You know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give you the cam treatment. Goodbye. Oh, only joking Uh, right that is almost all we've got time for there is one I was was a bit unhinged there oh Oh. right there is one more thing left to do Nathan you may remember this game so will they win lose or draw and what will be the score it's the guessing game that brings you zero fame but to be the best you must outguess the rest so will they win lose or draw and what will be the score in the league or cup you just make it up because they're just works of fiction it's podcast predictions will they win lose or draw it's the game nathan edge hasn't played all season long which is why he's currently bottom of the mansfield matters uh, table on 12 points let's run through that table for you before we go through the predictions We've now introduced Jim into the Mansfield Matters podcast group, which means our table is now even bigger. Nathan, though, you are still bottom on 12 points. Jim above on 28, then it's Cam on 38. I'm in the middle on 59 points. Then it's Clive in third on 64. So two people left. Nick is seven, is second on 70 and 9 points ahead. It's Mr. Alan Wilson. We'll run through the top 10 in just a minute for you but first let's give some honorable mentions to uh, some people who are outside the top 10. this means that you're not in the top 10 but you have scored some points on the mansfield matters podcast predictions league so here we go will pound js tim phillips clive parkin simon wilson steve yule ashley mutter adam crump me otley stagg Stephen pound kathy holmes proud stagg marie wilson sarah stoner joe dolman paul brumad Keeley of her game 2 fame darren wood cam felton whoever he is roger king richard spencer craig vincent sam pateman craig foster mark Lapko, jim evans dennis sim matt green not that one matt w mitchell the american addison crump craig pateman ian brown taxi pete nathan edge some people have scored less than you gabby and they are hang your head is in shame gabby a john john sarah armson who i work with so sort your game out sarah nick walsh liam smith kyle witty joe luke Brammel, watson Wanderers, mr tickle strange name Tara, Yellow Gaz, Oliver, Four Two Five, Lorna, Kyle Bingley, Teddy Oliver, Radcliffe stake Mel Shacklock, Silper Mel, Mark, Tom King, Mr Beak, Andrew, and no, Mr Beak and Andrew have got no points but they've entered. So Tom King is the one who's got is the one who's on one point. Uh, time though to do the top ten, shall we? So we know that it's been hotly contested in the top ten in the Mansfield Matters podcast prediction league. In at ten. David Shetlife on sixty-nine points. We've got joints in ninth. It's our Nick and Stag's chat both on seventy. In at eight is Fathead. Has he actually got a fat head or not? Or has she got a fat head? You can never presume. It's twenty twenty-four on seventy-one points. Mrs. Crump then brings up seventh place with seventy-two. Chris Ellison in six on seventy-four. The Kiwi Stag is in fifth place on seventy-five, leaving a top four alan wilson takes four 79 points then there is a giant leap to the top three in third place it's our podcast predictions guru ben swain i can assure you that no cheating has taken place thanks i'm not doing it nathan so you can't say it's me and then it's been a two horse race all season long to find out who is in top i can tell you that we have breached the 100 point mark for one of the <laughs> two players, well. Steve Nadine and Nick Felton, who is top. Steve Naden in second place on 99 Red Balloons, no wrong show. 99 points. It's Nick Felton, which means hmm. leading the way at the top with
1: 106
2: points phenomenal effort. It's Steve Nadin. Steve. Well done to you. Will you still be the end at the top though from the end of February or now Nathan's back? Will he have a resurgence? No, he won't. No, he will not. But we'll wait and see. The link is in the description. Right Nathan let's see if you can remember how to play the game then you're going to go first on podcast predictions remember we are looking for the score line, the outcome uh, for the stags the amount of goals stags will score will score the amount of goals stags will concede and who will be man of the match you're up first notts county at home on saturday
3: okay i'm going to go for 1-3 defeat Oh
1: unfortunately. Wow. <laughs> wow. Nathan. I, I thought I'm i was the suppo- parts.
2: I thought I was supposed to be the pessimist one. He <laughs> won defeat. Okay. You've not
3: heard mine yet. On. Only oh. the circumstances, that's all I'm saying. Go on. All right,
2: man of the match, any me. other time.
3: Uh man of the match, um, yeah i'm gonna do this this could backfire big time i'm going george lapsley he's not even with us
4: (laughs) (laughs) he's not taking this game seriously
3: is (coughs) quality i'm coming back i'm I'm climbing that table
2: right nathan if george lapsley signs between now 5 (laughs) 35 thursday the first of feb and transfer deadline day we lose 3-1 and he's man of the match I will quit this podcast. I will give it Cam, <laughs> and I will give. I no, I'm not going to give you my wage because it. There is a slight possibility
3: they could. F- you punish me? That's yeah. But there you go. Oh wow!
1: Right, Alan, come on! I need you to be re- bring back the positivity. <laughs> Jesus. Mansfield Town three, Notch County one. Man of the match, Captain Invincible, Olly Clark.
2: Oh, okay, right. Clive, you said you've not heard yours yet, so let's bring the next yeah, back, shall we?
4: It's going to be a draw. It's going to be a goal-less draw. <clears throat> yeah. And my man of the match is going to be Christy Pym.
2: Oh, okay. oh. Right, well, Pessimist Priest used to be a thing on this podcast when Nathan was around. Has he brought the pessimism back to my bones uh, no, he hasn't, because in the face of a mm-hmm. Nigel Clough's men will shine. Good, we are going to win by uh, two goals to one, and man of the match will be our brand new signing Tom Nichols. Uh, if you want to play along with podcast predictions, Nathan Edge, you must do what?
3: Um, submit your answers one hour and one minute prior to kick off. Is that still the rule? Yes, it is,
2: and the link is where. Oh.
3: Um hopefully still in the description. It still
2: is in the description. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on the phone. It's been great to have you back on the show. We have to say you would have been on the show lots more uh during the season, but it just falls at the time where you're putting you both your kids to bed. So maybe Craig,
4: can you put his picture back up for a
2: minute? Nathan's picture? Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean it's not a very big picture, which I imagine (laughs) he's heard before, said by his uh Is she still your girlfriend or have you asked her to marry her yet? you which, know he's, he's a good looking lad
4: isn't he uh, and, and he's he's uh, a testament to uh, man at cna
3: <laughs> look the reason i've not been on is because of the kids and i was waiting for us to lose which took a while um and then uh, i've also got internet issues but uh look i'm, I'm here and i'll try and get to some more where i can
2: i'm sure you will
1: were you Nice to have you back. You
2: are always part of the Mansfield Matters family. I've missed you guys. Uh, I've missed you too, mate. mate. A bit. Are we Are we going to go to McDonald's now? Is that what happens?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it breaks my heart. I, mean, I miss our date I, night.
2: I know it might be cold by the time we get here. Uh, right, that's all we've got time for. Nate, thanks so much, mate. I'll speak to you again soon. See you, Nate. And thanks, Jen. And because you've. Uh, I am going to let you have the final word, Nathan. What are your thoughts so far on the, the campaign? Um, I think it's
3: a campaign
2: nobody cares. Uh, Put the phone down on Nathan and give him the Cam Felton treatment because he's not been with us all season. Uh, Gentlemen, thanks so much as ever for joining us. We will see you again next week when hopefully we'll have a little bit more transfer news. For now, though, that is all we've got time for. My thanks to Nathan Edge, to Alan Wilson and to Clive Parkin. My thanks to you guys at home for listening. The time as we record this is 38 minutes past five on Thursday, the 1st of February, 2024. Still time to bring more players through the door. Will Nigel Clough manage to do so before Derby Day? Keep your eyes on all things social media to find out. We'll react to any further signings or indeed departures in our next podcast. Make sure you're following us on all things social media to find out when we're next going to be live. And we will be live the next time we are back. Make sure you get involved in podcast predictions for Derby Day. The link that you need is in the description. The title of this podcast tonight has been Count Your Losses, three so far in Skybet League 2 this season. Let's hope that come Derby Day, come 5pm on Saturday afternoon, that it's not four. And indeed, it's a podcast along the lines of derby day delight for now though this is the show for the fans by the fans this is the Manfield matters podcast good night